You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On 11.16 SEN, the award-winning crunch time. Find your kind of value at Honda with offers across a range of vehicles. See honda.com.au. 18 minutes to 12, this is crunch time for Honda. Find your kind of value at Honda. See honda.com.au. And the TAC, safety barriers, save lives, getting us towards zero. So much going on in footy, on the field and off the field. We'll have our crack at all those issues a little later in the program. But a man who can talk uh, very strongly about both, particularly from a Collingwood point of view, is the President, Eddie Maguire. Uh, Hello, Anthony. Lovely to be with you. Great to see you here in the box at the MCG. Jared, Bob. Cornsey, how, how's your son? Who you named after me? Oh, Young Eddie, how's he going? He's going very well. About to turn 12. He's got a big you? mouth. Uh, True story. Oh, hey, Chuck, Ben. Hey, hey. You're speaking to the president today. I'm not a colleague. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Right. So show a little bit of respect. It's been a terrific season, Ed, from a Collingwood president point of view, I'm sure. And a, a, one that I know there's a long way to go, but it'd be a, a sense of, of real pride about what's been achieved so far. Sense of real uh, nervousness and nervous anticipation about today, to be perfectly honest, uh, Anthony. And it's great to be back at the MCG uh, in the cold winter months with an eye towards maybe making the finals again. So uh, that's really exciting. Uh, another year where we've just been absolutely slaughtered with injuries, but at the same time there is a tremendous optimism around the club and, uh, and a great feeling uh, that I haven't felt for a, a number of years at Collingwood, and uh, yeah, it is. It's it's been really exciting. It's been great. I've really enjoyed this year. I haven't enjoyed a year like this for a long, long time. Has it vindicated your decision to stay with Nathan? Uh, well, I don't know if it's vindicated uh, anything, but uh, it is. It's planning, or it's at least panning out the way we anticipated that it could with Nathan. Uh, we believed that he. There's one thing, whether it's a, a television show, a business, or these appointments. You can, if you've got somebody who's good, you can turn them into great. If you've got somebody who's ordinary, you're stuffed. And we thought we had somebody who was uh, good to great, and uh, we could do that with them. Now, uh, you know, a lot of people think that the panacea in football is to sack everybody, uh, particularly in the media, and uh, that's not the way to go in, in, in life or in business, we didn't think. So we, we just needed to get the the fabric right, and uh, I think we'd been a little bit out of kilter, we'd been a bit out of step with ourselves in the last few years, and I think we've been able to get it going over the, probably the last, oh, look, it's like anything, it's like anyone who goes to Alcoholics Anonymous, isn't it, I think you have to actually uh, admit it to yourself that things are, are wrong, then, and you have to look for the right solutions as opposed to the band-aids and the excuses, and we've done that over the last 18 months, two years. Was that hard? No, it wasn't. It's actually easy. It's cathartic uh, to, to actually do that. Because was it hard, though, to first admit that, you know, it wasn't quite what well, you wanted it to be? It's a bit, I always, you know, joke and say, it's a bit like my golf shot. It starts off straight, and then by the time you walk up, it's in the trees. Uh, and sometimes you've got to chip back on. 
um, and uh, and not go for the miracle shot. And uh, you know, I think when you look at any businesses that or, or football clubs or any walks of life, it, it is the layers upon layers that come together. And so we were doing that at the same time. There wasn't too much that needed to be fixed up, but we needed to just get ourselves calibrated and going in the same direction and 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 have a one club purpose. And tonight, for example, uh, once we finish here, we're going straight across to the Holden Centre. The girls are playing in the netball, and we're going to have a big one club uh, party. We've got the food trucks coming in. You know, things that had sort of slipped by in sometimes the business of football. We're back to having a bit of fun. I know we're seeing it at Tigerland. We saw it with Bob's team a couple of years ago. But there has to be that, uh, a lot more of that, and I think we've been able to find a balance this year. How much was it that the footy club had to change, and how much did Nathan have to change? No, I think it was the footy club and Nathan, and everyone, and me. Yep. I mean, I've come at it a different approach this uh, this year. Uh, Jeff Walsh's uh, input has been profound uh, in, you know, there's a guy who's been around football for a long, long time, and he has. He's seen it all, and he's been uh, at the right side of things and the wrong side of things, as we all have at various stages. And, and as I said, sometimes you can, be, you can be trying your best and doing everything you possibly can, but you might be just going in the wrong direction at times or a little bit sideways or not quite in sync. So I think it's been more, uh, you know, getting in sync, to use that vernacular, okay. uh, that we needed to do. And, and we, are, we all are. We're all, we're all going well. The, you know, I think the key to one of the earlier questions was the players wanted Nathan Buckley, you know. Now, was that the case uh, three or four years earlier? Probably not. Um, but certainly it, uh, it was at this stage, and this is a young generation coming through who've got a, who are a completely different mindset than the players who were there in, say, 2012. So for all of that, has Nathan changed? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I think he's, he's a lot more relaxed. Uh, I think he has, uh, he has uh, invested far more in the playing group and everyone around him, and I think he is doing now what he has to do, and that is be a coach and, and a mentor. And, uh, yeah, he's... He's doing things really well, and he's grown his beard back, beard back this way. So that's <laughs> oh. most important. Oh, he he clearly that. shaved that when it wasn't on your watch. Well, yeah, well I was away. Yes. I'm, I'm having a beer with Jared over in Santa Monica, and word comes through that he shaved the beard off. What's going on? Eddie, the AFL's biggest club, uh, affected by injury again for another year. I sit back and think, how can this be that you haven't quite got to the bottom of it yet? It, well, is it bad luck? Is it management? Well, you look at the injuries. Where does it sit? Well, you know, the other big side in the competition, if you like, if you want to go and size as West Coast Eagles, and Nick Hattanui did mm. his knee, I think almost identically as what Lyndon Dunn did his mm. knee the two weeks before. Yours has been year left. on year, though. Year yeah, on year. I know. I, look, we, we've had a good look at it. We've looked at whether we've had penetrometer readings on the training ground. We've looked. Is at it the, harder than other grounds? No, I don't, I don't think so. No, I mean, it's pristine. Um, <laughs> You know, and that's sometimes the thing, isn't it? You know, we look at it now and we go, are there more injuries now because the grounds are fantastic that in the middle of winter we don't have that give that uh, players are landing in, in the mud and uh, the game has changed? Is it now a, a game where the repetitive running is there, whereas the, the game used to change almost by the months in the old days as you started on the hard tracks, went through the muddy tracks and then the first buds of spring would come and uh, the high marking would come back into the game. It changes. Who knows? It, who, who can... I mean, Darwin tried to get the evolution of life uh, right and uh, he, he got somewhere there, but we're not quite sure where it's all going or coming. But to your answer, we are constantly working. We are investing money. We're investing manpower and brain power to try and come up with the solutions. And we have multi-sports now to 
try and balance against it to see where we're right and where we're wrong. You were quite critical of the soft cap on footy department spending coming in. Has it been everything you thought it would be and has it affected you as much as you thought? Well, there's, look, at the same time, I saw it as a way of you know, possibly saving money and, and I'm keen for the competition to be good. But, you know, I've been critical of a few things over the journey that may now look back and think, well, I might have been somewhat right in those things. The largest one being free agency at a time when we were still manipulating the draft which to me never made any sense in the first instance and today makes even less sense. Uh, and yet we run around in circles trying to change everything and uh, the simple reason is that they have, I don't know, I think we had about three years of running at an uncompromised draft and they were the best three years in football, probably 2008 through to 2011 where everybody was really getting in a position. Now we have completely changed that up by bringing the other two teams in but the bomb, the time bomb that was always there, we knew what was going to come with the teams coming in, and yep, we're all there for the, we're not saying take them out or do anything, but the time bomb was always going to be free agency at the same time. Uh, despite the injuries, and, and you talked about you know the, the optimism that, that Collingwood has at the moment, and I, I think Collingwood's probably the, the story of the year, and all of us are now jumping on board, and what a great story it is, but cast your mind back to over the summer when there was a lot of derision, it was about, you know, will we'll Buck see out the season? Can you take us back to that time and were you able to harness that a gang mentality of us against the world and is that still a, a, the team looks to me like it's playing with a healthy chip on its shoulder despite all the support we're still got a point to prove oh, I, I, there might be a bit of that Bob but I think it was actually quite the opposite uh, at Collingwood you live with that chip on your shoulder and maybe we just relax the shoulders a bit maybe we went the other way maybe we've uh, you know that's what has always been it's it is always a battle and, and interesting enough to watch the netball girls come in who have been diamonds and superstars and everything and as soon as they pulled on the black and white stripes they said the pressure that came on in being Collingwood and going to games and suddenly everyone wants their autograph suddenly they're booing them in the stands mm. and all the type of thing and that was that's actually resonated a little bit with me on and that. That's been quite an issue for them hasn't it? It has yeah yeah it actually has so so sometimes you maybe take for granted that the guys have to go through all this stuff and, and you do you get an education a lot of our players obviously taken in the draft don't either barrack for Collingwood or come from places unknown and come into this uh, this furnace at times so I think it's been the other way I think everyone's just relaxed and enjoying the game but also, I think everybody took the responsibility that Bucks was uh, getting a kicking last year. You know, the, the board, everybody was copying it. And uh, we made decisions based on a whole of club input. So it wasn't like uh, we sat around two of us and decided what we were going to do. We did extensive research. Uh, Peter Murphy did a, uh, you know, as big a, a research into every person in every department and got a full and frank account of where we thought we were. And then we looked at it from a management point of view and then we implemented it. So everyone's got skin in the game, Bob. It's, uh, it's everyone's club at Collingwood. The competition committee, which you're part of, Ed, meets on Wednesday. How critical a meeting in the history of the game? game is this? I think we're starting to get to the critical ones. So far there have been more information meetings and uh, you know, throwing around a few ideas but I think now that Steve Hocking and his teams are starting to get to the pointy end of things, they're starting to have some uh, uh, rather than anecdotal or uh, you know, gut feelings, they've actually got some uh, some information to put to us. So I'm looking forward to going in with a very open mind. I, so I your captain and your coach are vehemently opposed to some of what's been put forward. What is your mindset entering the meeting? It's open. Yeah, Would you I'm, encourage Nathan and Scott to be a little more open? Yeah, I think they will once they uh, get their access to the to what's going on. And I think Steve Hocking has spoken to Jeff Walsh to come down to Collingwood and, and have a bit of a look and let people see what's going on and, and be involved in it. But, uh, look, I think anything that, uh, that makes the games better and a better spectacle is going to be good for everybody. And, uh, and everyone will adapt to it. 
there's no problem with that. I mean, one of the things that is on the agenda is the fixture. And, uh, you know, that's been sort of a hearty annual of mine for a long time. You know, right back in the old days where we used to put the blockbuster games in. I think we have to just make sure that we actually, you know, understand that integrity is what will bring people to the football, not show business sometimes. But that doesn't mean they're mutually exclusive. For example, under the, uh, the, you know, one of the ideas that I put forward, this game this weekend would have been one versus two, three versus four, five versus six, all the way down as the start of the run to the finals. And you won't have teams like, say, Carlton playing Adelaide in the last game, and uh, Adelaide might need to win on percentage to jump into the eight or into a, into a, a bigger position, and it gets knocked over. We've got situations where Geelong and Richmond are playing twice in the run home. We've got to get through that. We haven't played North for a year. So there's a few things that we need to sort out, I reckon. When it comes to the rules, has the AFL made the case to your group for change? Is it a compelling case to change rules? No, there's been no case. No one's tried to prosecute anything. Um, I think everybody in the room understands what the situation is. Um, I've always been an evolutionist rather than a revolutionist when it comes to the rules. I'm also very big on we have enough rules already. Let's go back to the ones we have and implement them. And I think the unnecessary and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the consequences of some of the decisions that have been made in rule changes are the problems that we're facing today. We could actually strip it right back. I mean, it used to be a very simple game. It used to be the game without rules. You can't hit anyone in the head. You can't push them in the back. Kick at, 50, or kick at 10 metres, bounce at every 10 metres, and away you go, basically. Um, and now we've, uh, we've, we've really overcomplicated things and the feel of the game. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed in the last couple of weeks, but a couple of things that are really getting on my goat, apart from the 50-metre rule, um, especially if you're on the outside of the... Of the, of the if you're on the boundary yeah. side, because the idea was to open up the inside. But uh, the, the advantage rule has gone nuts in the last couple of weeks. It's not the first instance, it's the second instance that they're calling play on to now. When the, when, when the game has... Not only has it stopped, but everyone's setting up and then there's a play on. I mean, stop blowing the whistle. That's an easy one. And then call it back if, if required. There's a lot of things that are just there. Just fine-tuning will get us. I don't know if we have to go completely over the top, but I'm prepared to listen. And uh, from what I've seen so far, there are some compelling reasons to think that starting positions for the opening bounce might make a bit of sense. What did, they so, think, what did they think in the bars in Santa Monica about that? Um, they were split. Right. <laughs> you want to get on those scooters? Have you seen those? Bird and lime, the scooters? <laughs> the Bra- this is the future for you, Bob, I reckon. The Brazilian fans are a listening. bit down. I'm listening. Those scooters are fantastic. Anyway. Ed, we've got to, uh, we've got we've to got take to go. a break. We do. So uh, good luck today. You, you are nervous, though, are you, about today's game? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I am. Absolutely, I am. Yeah, North are a good side. And, uh, you know, we know what North will be like. They, Dennis Pagan said the greatest wins of his life was when he, he came out. Was one of his greatest wins was when they had a win against uh, Collingwood at Victoria Park, which sort of ended our 1990 phase, if you like, and started the run for North Melbourne to go to two premierships. I remember uh, McAdam kicked, I think, nine at Victoria Park on that particular occasion. So we know that North love to get going and they get the old chip on the shoulder and, you know, these are the blokes who got all the dough and get everything and we get nothing. <laughs> Ed, so we've, we'll got to, we've got to hit a break. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.